I asked her, Susie, how do you like leading the Monday NFL crew? She told me, Susie, you're talking to yourself again. I'm Susie Kolber, ESPN. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to week four of Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to week four of the Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Lett, here with your other host, the, the, the crowd favorite, the fan pleaser. Oh, um, yeah. T.J. Lett. T.J. Lett. T.J. Lett. T.J. Lett. Um, yes, the, the crowd goes crazy. We get it. Um, <laughs> so we are J.R. and T.J. We are the Lett brothers. And, you know, let's stop being around the bush. You're here for one reason and one reason only uh, to hear about some fantasy football. So without further ado, let's talk fantasy football. Jack. Sir. We are, if you count the playoffs, already a quarter of the way through the fantasy football season. How crazy golf, is that? Let's give a golf clap. Give a golf clap for a good first quarter. The stockholders will be, quarter. the shareholders are happy. Okay, <laughs> we, we, we met our first quarter earnings. We did. And if you really think about it, uh, we are almost a third of the way through the regular season, um, which will be the end of the year for four teams. So, um, yeah, it's... It's kind of flying by for it me. It is flying um, by. I can't believe it, it's it already been four weeks. Yeah, on to week five. On to the bye weeks. I mean, that's how you know. That's how you know, On to the next. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's uh, kick it off how we usually do and start talking about last week's matchups. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with the first place team and his matchup. So um, first place is Scott Cruz, and he went up against Lieutenant Lou Lettenmeyer this week. Scott wins with a total of 15,342 points, beating Dad, Lou Lettenmeyer, who scored 9,800, or no, I'm sorry, 9,086 points. Scott gets the widest margin of victory for the second straight week. Um, he had the widest margin of victory when he played Louis. Um, Scott is averaging 13,444 points through four weeks. <sighs> and uh, yeah. And his opponents are only averaging 10,154 points a week, which sure. gives him the average margin of victory of 3,290 points. He's been dominating. Uh, he had one bad week, but outside of that, he has looked good. So let's take a, a look in, in depth into this matchup. Yeah, um, uh, if, if I can start off here just keeping the ball rolling with what you were saying yeah. about Scott's team. Mm -hmm. um, I mean... Round of applause to my co-host, TJ Lett. You called it, man. Uh, you know, let's not speak too soon. But <laughs> Scott has a powerhouse of a roster I was, this year. Yeah, um, I, was, I was liking his team after the draft, and it has not disappointed so far. And I just want to point one thing that really impressed me this week about Scott's teams and Scott's performance. He's got a juggernaut. We all know that by now. But his decision to play Deshaun Watson as the quarterback um, against Tennessee's defense and his decision to go with Deshaun over Ben Roethlisberger on his bench proved to, proves to me that uh, Scott's Scott's not messing around this year. Uh, Scott's got a juggernaut. This? He's taking this seriously <laughs> and he's looking, he's looking at decisions to make and you know, he's not trying to put up 13,000 Scott Scott's saying, Scott's saying, you know, I'm shooting for 15 every week. He's hungry. He's been in this league for over a decade. Uh, winless in championships and 
you know, the name speaks for itself. His team name is This Is The Year, and it's looking like it could be. Yeah, I mean, this is the best start he's had uh, since I can remember. So um, his team obviously performs very well with getting over 15,000. Um, what stands out me to me about this matchup is Scott's running backs. They combined, the two of them, for 5,510 points. And Dad's two running backs combined for 1,192 and there so that is, is a <laughs> forty three hundred point difference between the two starting running backs on those wow. teams. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and and hey, you know, and that's what we've been saying about Dad's running backs too. Uh, oh yeah, Riddick. Been, Riddick puts up. Yeah. Riddick puts up one seventy, and it's his lowest score of the year. But the previous two weeks weren't good either. Um, and you look at Dad's team. He's got one other running back on his roster, Jamal Charles. Who has a bye week next week yeah so he's got he's he's got to do something about the running back position um we've been talking about it we're we're at this point we're just you know beating a dead horse but um yeah i mean that's that's when, where the difference when, was when obviously you've got, when you've got a hole like that and when you've got depth at a different position you have to use those pieces to fill your holes i mean fantasy jesus christ okay well, okay i mean <laughs> I mean, I, can I say anything without you turning it sexual? I mean, it's it's you know sharing. Wait, a, you're it's you okay. need to work on your phrasing. Is what you need to do. I feel like I feel like Mac in It's Always Sunny, where just no matter what I try to talk about, it just somehow goes back to you know something sexual. Well, him, him specifically with penises, but, uh, right. Yeah. Right. Um, um, anyways, um, no, you're, you're exactly right though. Before I interrupted you, you are exactly right. Dad has, has a void on his team and that is the running back position. And he has a surplus of wide receivers. He's either make, going to make a trade or I think it's slowly going to kill his chances of, yeah. of producing from week to week. Um, yeah, I mean, De- Demarius Thomas and, and Riddick are the obvious disappointments for Dad this week. Uh, Dad made an interesting choice in dropping, like just straight up dropping Jameis Winston and playing Carson Palmer over him. I'm not sure what that was all about. Yeah, I, I mean... Certainly would not advise dropping Jameis Winston. Um, and, I mean, Carson Palmer's been throwing for a lot of yards, but... It's not like he's been having massive fantasy weeks. No, I mean, I definitely think Jameis Winston, it would be my choice moving forward. So I agree that that was an interesting decision. Uh, a bright spot on dad's team, you know, Mike Evans, uh, solid again. And AJ Green looks like uh, the Bengals are, are at least a little bit back on track. So he's, yeah, let's you know, not, like we've said, let's not overreact to a win over the bang uh the browns but yeah but the, aj green has looked good in two they, and weeks. they were good in the week before yeah um andy dalton has just looked you know they they played well against green bay uh that that was like yes that yes was, that, yeah, was surpri- that was surprising um but anyways um yeah i mean you can't you can't say enough about scott's team uh but you you said it you pointed it out his his running backs i mean Le'Veon Bell and Leonard Fournette putting up massive numbers this week, and that's not gonna stop anytime soon. Um, I mean, Le'Veon Bell got got finally had the week that you more so expect him to have. Obviously, that's a little more than usual, but um, that's that's more along the lines of what he produces. Thirty two hundred is a little high for his average, but um, 
yeah, you definitely expect 2,000 or more from him most weeks. And uh, the Steelers really got him going, um, and he looked really good. And, you know, Fournette, he has, has been has been really good. And, you know, I was, I was skittish on him. And the thing is, is he's produced in all four weeks, even when he hasn't gotten a lot of carries. Yeah, but he's been getting carries. I mean, Leonard Fournette is eaten. Like Diane Keaton. As they say, (laughs) as they say, Leonard Fournette is eaten, just like Diane Keaton. You heard it here first. Hot take number one of the day. We have to wrap up this matchup here. Um, The obvious other reason Scott won is the what you mentioned, the Deshaun Watson pickup. Um, Between him and his two running backs, that is 100% what won him the week. So kudos to Scott. Your team looks fantastic. Um, Dad... You got to make a trade, man. You got to. You got to. Um, anything else? No. Uh, Dad, you should make a trade. All right. Matchup number two. Uh, we're going to go with the person in second place, which is me. So Tommy's matchup versus Greg. Before I say anything about this matchup. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I'd love to hear this. <laughs> So, you look at this matchup, and what do you see? You see two teams <laughs> that shat the bed. Uh, no, I'm not going to beat around the bush. This was easily um, worst matchup of the year. I won with 9,814, beating Greg, who scored 8,652. That is Greg's lowest score of the year. That is my lowest score of the year. And that win with 9,814 is the lowest amount of points in a victory so far this year. So, yeah, I got incredibly lucky. Um, I should have fallen to 2-2 two and two if Greg team had done anything. Uh, I'm very lucky to be 3-1. and one. Uh, I am still averaging 12,300 points a week-ish, uh, beating my opponents by an average margin of 1,600 points. Yeah, so I I stay in second place. I was in second place at the start of the week. Um, and, oh, I forgot to mention, um, real quick, I just want to give Scott a shout out. Obviously, he's in first at 3-1. and one. Um, Dad is in fourth at also 3-1. Uh, and one. It was his first loss last week. So, forgot to mention that anyway um if i can um, just uh go go into your team a little bit um so you know congrats on the w this week you know a win is a win a loss is a loss no matter what you better come with it so um you came with it you know what i mean um but i you know i i think you should still feel be feeling good about your team i think you had some rough performances this week with isaiah crowell and jordan reed only getting 300 and change and then um you know your wide receivers, none of them cracking over a thousand, but your, your running backs are, are stacked. You got Kareem Hunt and Devonte Freeman who are just set as your RB one and RB two. Um, I think you're, yeah. you're, you're in great shape there and you had a nice waiver pickup with Alex Collins, uh, last week or two weeks ago. And, um, I think that'll, that'll be looking up for you too. He looked, he looked good in this last game against Pittsburgh. Um, Terrence West looks bad. Uh, yeah. And so I think Alex Collins will get an increased amount of work um, for Baltimore. And I think that could end up being a nice flex play for you moving forward. Uh, I will say there are some, some things you got to worry about on your team. Um, Mariota, yeah, no kidding. Mariota, obviously with the injury, uh, 
things aren't looking good there, although it's not supposed to be like season ending or even super long term. Um, you know, who, who yeah, knows? Yeah, I hate that he's day to day with a hamstring, though. That's never good right. for a quarterback. Right, right. Um, so, you know, you might want to you might have to, you know, look at other options there. Devontae Parker is, you know, still solid for you with six receptions. Uh, but then you just, you know, I think wide receiver, and I, I'm sure you would agree, is just where you're lacking the most by far. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and that's, and Eric, that's Decker, how I, Eric Decker with two only 230 this week. Uh, so I, can, I def- can I defend him? Can I? I mean, I, I'm before, gonna, you, defend I'm him, before to... you defend him, I'm going to say Eric Decker's, Eric Decker, uh, I might draw, I might recommend you dropping him. Eric Decker, and I may very well drop him. Um, Eric Decker was trending in the right direction. He had increased his point total over the first three weeks. He had an, um, he got 230 points early, um, and then Mariota went out, and nobody else produced from the time Mariota went out. Nobody got any more fantasy points basically on the Titans' offense. Um, Delaney Walker ended up with 660, which is decent, but uh, he had at least 500 at halftime. Um, Murray and Henry both did very poorly. Uh, no, Decker is, um, he's not worked out how I wanted. I was encouraged by his targets and the amount of snaps he played. Um, but especially if Mario is injured, um, and, and out a few weeks, I, I will definitely be dropping Decker. Um, the other thing is obviously with Crabtree out, uh, you know, so that, that weakens my, he was my first drafted wide receiver. So that weakens my receiving core tremendously. Um, it's not looking good for him moving forward with Derek Carr out. So, um, yeah, wide receivers are the weak spot on my team, definitely. Um, and Jordan Reed also had a bad game. He only played in 13 offensive snaps or plays. So he's not 100%. I'm hoping the bye week can get him healthy. He still saw plenty of targets, five targets in the 13 plays he was in. So I think more playing time will mean more production for uh for reed and then you know he almost had a he could have had a a late touchdown opportunity if cousins had looked his way on that last play where he threw to to josh uh doxon uh what i did want to say about the redskins was there's a lot of mouths to feed yeah yeah and it may not end up working out for most of the receivers on that team because there's just so much talent between Ryan Grant, Josh Dotson, Terrell Pryor, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, Jameson Crowder. Yeah. A lot of guys. Um, yeah. I, and it's, it's funny, you know, it's, I, I, I was about to jump in there with Jameson Crowder cause I wasn't sure if you were going to name him cause he was the last one you named, uh, when going into the preseason, I mean, he, it was, it was the favorite. He might've been the number one guy. Maybe Terrell Pryor was also high in a lot of people's list, but, uh, Jamison Crowder is just that's someone who's been uh, a, a big bust so far and like I completely agree I don't think it, it's necessarily to a fault of his own I just think there's a lot of Kirk Cousins has a, has a lot of pieces to play with and um, you know he's but, using but, all of them but I think Washington's defense is, is on the up they've been sort of finding them or Washington's offense my apologies uh, and I think you know I think those guys are worth holding on to for now just to see if any of them, you know, work out long term with as being one of Kirk's favorite options. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I, I'm 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 fine with my team. I'm happy with uh, with it for now. Uh, there's some stuff to work through. Looking at Greg's team, he has put up three very poor weeks. He's got 
I think 9,900 and now 8,600. In his one win, he got 11,900, I want to say. Um, so his team has underperformed three of the four weeks. It's not looking great for him. He got another good game or decent game from Howard and another decent game from Beckham. But Matt Ryan did not perform well. Now he lost Julio Jones and um, Sanu. So that's maybe a reason why he had such a poor performance, why Atlanta had such a poor performance. Or maybe Buffalo's that good. I'm not sure. Martavis Bryant gets 630. That's a little underwhelming. He hasn't had, he's only had one good week so far. Duke Johnson uh, has been outperforming Isaiah Crowell. I mean, he definitely won the battle between the, the reason is Cleveland's playing from behind. And I don't think Crowell got a single touch in the second half of the football game because they were so far behind and they were just passing, and Duke Johnson is in all of the passing plays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it right there. I mean, Duke Johnson with nine receptions, Isaiah Correll with one reception. So, I mean, it's it's not a matter of Duke having the bulk of the carries. It's just uh, with the Cleveland Browns being down most of the time and probably that continuing, um, you know, yeah. it's going to be hard just, for Correll to get work. Yeah, definitely. Great. It's uh, I'm not going to be able to play him in most matchups anymore. But I, I'm not sure what Greg is, what he should do. Um, I don't well, know what he does about Cooper. I don't know that Cooper's even startable at this point with Derek Carr not outside, playing. Well, and even outside of that, man. I mean, Amari Cooper has to figure things out. It, it he's. He has the most. He has the most drops of any wide receiver in the entire NFL this year. Yeah, he hasn't been good, and in fact, he has been awful. I'm not sure what his deal is. It's the I totally agree that now that, now that Derek Carr is out, like, do not play him. But even outside of that, I mean, he's Amari Cooper. Yeah, is definitely uh, benchable at this point. Uh, Greg should feel really optimistic with Doug Martin coming back this week, though. That'll be huge for his team. It'll, it will be. All of a sudden, Greg has maybe four startable running backs. Uh, Abdullah's looked great. Yeah, yeah, he has. He has looked good these last couple of weeks. So he may that may be someone you would want to sell high on. I'm not sure. Um, but all of a sudden, Greg's wide receivers aren't looking great. At the beginning of the year, you may have argued differently. But so far, Amari Cooper has had three straight bad weeks. Martavis Bryant has had three bad weeks out of four. I mean, obviously Odell's fine. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan's fine as well. Yeah. I don't know why his team has started off so poorly, but it it definitely has. He he's one in three, and it's a it's a deserved one in three because in his three losses he hasn't scored more than nine thousand four hundred points. Yeah, I mean, you know, just this this look at this week. I mean, he had a, a great opportunity to get a W this week, and his team right. just underperformed. Um, yeah. But I agree with you. I mean, looking at his team, I think he should feel pretty optimistic moving forward. Uh, I don't see any major holes. Um, you know, maybe maybe try to move one of those running back pieces to solidify a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. But, um, you know, I think he can be optimistic moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll Dro- see. Drop, we'll- drop, drop Higgins, I would say. Uh, that'd be other advice. Uh, Richard Higgins, yeah, so, Cleveland, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he falls to one and three. He's in eleventh place. Uh, I'm three and one in second. Um, so yeah, we'll see where his team goes from here. But so far, it's been a very disappointing start to the year for Greg. 
Moving on to matchup number three, uh, which is Brian versus Dan. Brother a battle brother. of the tyrannies. A battle of the tyrannies. Brian sits in third place. Uh, yeah, Brian sits in third place after his victory. He moves to three and one. Dan drops to zero oh and four. Brian wins with a total of fourteen thousand three hundred and twenty-six to Dan's eleven thousand one hundred and sixty-six. Now, a couple of things I want to say about Dan before we get into this matchup. Dan is zero and four. And it's not looking good. And if I were him, I would be very upset. You know, obviously you don't want to start off 0-4. It significantly decreases your chances of moving to the playoffs. Now, obviously, he's it's far from over. And the frustrating part for Dan is he, in week one, had a score that was better than seven other teams. And he lost. Week two... He shat the bed. He deserved to lose. Fine. He only scored 6,400 points. Yeah, he deserved to lose. Week three, he had a better score than six other teams. And this week, he had a better score than six other teams this week. Yeah. It's just bad luck. It's It's just bad luck. I mean, his team hasn't been great. He hasn't had any massive weeks. But if he has a different schedule, we're talking about him being two and two potentially. You know, it just... Fantasy sucks that way, uh, and I'm sorry that you have been at the raw end of the deal so far this year, Dan. Uh, I'm really pulling for you. I hope you can get uh, rattle off a couple victories in a row here. Uh, let's let's focus in on this matchup. Uh, Brian's team plays really well, but it comes at a very, very, very heavy cost. Very, uh, very, very heavy cost. Brian loses uh, potentially his his best pick of the draft. Uh, his Maybe his best player so far this year. Hands down, his best pick of the draft. Uh, Dalvin Cook goes down, tears his ACL. He's out for the year. And Brian was was struggling at running back before Dalvin Cook went down. His best running back is now Mike Gillisley. Uh, his, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, his only running back is Mike Gillisley. Paul Perkins should be dropped rob kelly i'd be surprised if perkins wasn't dropped by brian this week yeah rob kelly is you know maybe keep him around but i mean you're right uh that's the last thing brian's team needed um he's strong he's strong at wide receiver and i think devin funchess you know i was you know kudos to me for uh being right about devin funchess getting an increased workload with greg olson out (laughs) Um, yeah devin funchess had a good game deandre hopkins with sean watson as his quarterback looks awesome Aaron Rodgers looks awesome obviously no worries there Des Bryant had another decent game uh Gillisley has now underperformed two weeks in a row I mean it's I don't know the same thing every year with Gillisley it's 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 not rocket science it's touchdown or bust every week not every year unless we have been talking about him for years (laughs) I mean for years we've been discussing this Mike (laughs) Gillisley thing no I didn't Um, know Mike Gillisley existed until last year when he was on the Bills yeah, so a, a very solid performance. Um, Dan lose, or Brian loses Dalvin Cook, so that's going to be rough for him. We'll see how he makes moves around that. Jordan Matthews also is having surgery on his thumb, I believe. So, but that's he gotta, I mean, he's. I mean, Brian Brian has an argument for uh, one of the best wide receiving cores in the league. I think. I mean, he's 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 loaded at the wide receiver one through three. Yeah. Uh, 
Kyle actually brought this up to me. But Brian and between Brian and my dad or our dad, Lou and Scott, they have like all of the good wide receivers uh, <laughs> and everyone else is struggling. <laughs> LOL. No, not actually, but they, they are all stacked at wide receiver. That's for sure. Um, we'll see if, if Funchess uh, keeps this up. I would imagine I'm, I'm high on him. Yeah, I mean, New England sucks, so all of the stats are yeah, inflated. Apparently, since when? Since when did New England have one of the worst defenses in the league? They've been getting trounced. They had like the best defense last year, so it's it's pretty uh, baffling so far. Um, Dan's team again. He had he scores eleven thousand. That gets you a win more than half the time. And yeah, yeah definitely. So uh, it's not like he's got any changes that he needs to make i mean his running backs are good he's got you know kamara's going to be on a bye this week but after the bye week i say you plug him in he looks like he's asserted himself as the guy that's going to get the most touches in the backfield i mean he's 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 the um uh he's duke johnson and mark ingram is isaiah crowell uh you know Kamara's getting the he's getting the passing downs and he's getting you know he's just very involved in the offense so it's definitely a guy that you can start plugging in. Yeah, so, I mean, the good news for Dan is I, I I researched this a little bit. He had some points that he left on his bench, but his optimal lineup only would have scored almost exactly 14,000. So he would have lost to Brian by 300 points had he played uh, Kamara and Terrell Pryor Sr. Yeah, that would have been painful. That would have been painful. And so... It's not like you could have done anything. I don't. That doesn't make it better. But uh, yeah, I, there's nothing wrong with Dan's team. Like I said, he's he's only scoring nine thousand nine hundred a week, but that's not very telling because he has one week of six thousand four hundred. The rest of the weeks have been fine. Uh, his team is fine. It's just it's just really bad luck. Um, yeah. I don't know what more you can say. Brian's three and one. Dan is zero and four, and in twelfth place. Uh, Good luck moving forward, Dan. Brian, your team was looking great. I'm not so sure with Dalvin Cook out now. We'll see if you can bounce back from that. Good luck uh, to both of you moving forward. Anything yeah. else you want to touch on before we move to the next matchup? No, uh, I uh, I completely I completely agree with you. Um, I would say Chris Thompson is not someone that Dan can be starting. Uh, he's just I have I have no problem with him playing him this week. Yeah, I mean I think you keep him on your bench if you can. Um, but yeah, I think definitely take him out of the starting lineup. He's uh, got a buy next week, so yeah. obviously he would, but um, moving forward, I don't, I'm not sure you can start him with confidence. You know, yeah. But otherwise, you know, I agree. I think Brian, Brian's, Brian and Dan's like, teams both look good. Uh, Dan does not deserve to be 0-4 and I'm, I'm sure things will turn around for him and, you know, plenty of time to, you know, make a, make a playoff run. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I second everything you said. Cool. Yeah, and I like his uh, I like his Ingram pickup. I think he's going to be a a good a oh, decent tight end moving damn, forward. That's, that's that's the other thing I wanted to say. Uh, so kudos to you. You're as smart as me. Uh, yeah, I think Ingram is great. He's been getting a ton of targets and uh, has has emerged as as a, a, one of the one of the few reliable tight ends this year. So yeah. I think um, yeah, he's gotten uh, four catches and forty yards at least in every single game this year. Yeah. And with the way tight ends have been, that's like striking gold. All right, folks. So we're going to introduce a little segment this week that we've teased out, but um, now it's officially a segment. It's called Let's Guess. And 
Uh, Tommy and I are going to bring some facts to the table to quiz each other. Uh, This week, I'll be quizzing Tommy. Most of the time, I'll be quizzing Tommy because he's smarter than me. But sometimes you guys will be able to laugh at Tommy quizzing (laughs) me and me getting them wrong. Um, But anyways, so Tommy. Um, yes, I've got a got a little quiz for you, and uh, okay. you're just, you're just going to have to guess at both the um, player and the number. So I would like you to guess who has the most targets for tight ends this year through the first four games of the season. Who and how many targets through four how games? Many, how many is going to be tough? I know exactly who it is. And it makes total sense why you're asking this question. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, just give me the name then. You're right. Number is hard. Give me the name. Hit me with it. Uh, Zach Ertz, I would ooh, guess, ooh, has, ooh, is leading ooh, the ooh, league ooh, in tight ends ooh. for targets. All right. Um, he's got to have close to 10 a game, I would say. Let's, let's just say 40. That's a great guess. 36. He's got 36 targets. Number one tight end for targets, which is, that's the name of the game for tight ends. You want a tight end who's involved in the offense, who's getting consistent no, looks. Oh, yeah. And Zach Ertz has been that this year. So uh, you're right. That's why I brought it up, because I was high on him and you were against <laughs> me. But um, It's one of your best picks of the some, draft. You some, bonus, some bonus questions. Uh, what tight ends do you think have the number two and number three uh, targets? Number two... Would have to be Gronk, right? Uh, you, are the you, are correct. you are correct. Gronk uh, has the second most with 30 targets, but there is the third tight end is tied with him with 30 targets. So this tight end also has 30 targets. Oh, is it Ingram? It is. Wow. Three for three on his first Hell ever. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Three for three on we his just, first ever. I don't Let's know if guess. I wouldn't have gotten that if we hadn't just talked about him. Yeah, maybe that was that's okay. Well, um, I mean, that's that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I, well Ingram done. The third most. Yeah. Very awesome. So so that's a little proof there on us being high on Ingram. Um, you know, that's definitely a, a bright spot on Dan's team. And I guess you know, while we're here, let's keep it rolling. Uh, who do you think has the most carries through four games for running backs this year? Carries through four games for running backs this year. Mm. Oh man, this is I'm not gonna get this one right. Um Don't carries. think too hard. Don't think too hard? Yeah, that's a little hint for you. Is it Gurley? Um it is not, but Gurley is number two. Gurley's number two. Um I mean I know I don't think it's Le'Veon Bell. He got a lot of carries this last week. It's not Le'Veon Bell, is it? It is Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I guess he had he had like thirty six carries this week or yeah, some shit like Le'Veon that. Le'Veon Bell has eighty seven carries through four games, and Todd Gurley has eighty six carries through okay. four games. So they're they're neck and neck. Who uh, do you think is number three? Dalvin Cook. No, but he's number four. So good guess. Number three. Another uh, another guy that uh, I might have been touting preseason. You might have been touting? You know, touting him around. Tout, 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 tout. Oh. <laughs> is, that, is, that a, is touting a good thing? Oh, tout, tout. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is it Montgomery then? No. Uh, Leonard Fournette, rookie sensation. Oh, he, okay. Because yeah. I know he, he had two weeks of like only 15 carries, but I guess the other two he had a lot. Yeah, he's got 81, so he's also right up there with them. 
Oh, yeah, it's um, 20, 20 carries a game. Yeah. Wow, the four, the third, I was third most? Yeah. The third most is at 20 carries a game only. Man, this is not a running game. Back in my day. Back in my day. When, Jer- <laughs> when Jerome Bettis was out on the field and Priest Holmes was in the backfield, you knew that they were getting at least 30 carries a game. They'd have 120 by this point. Uh, very cool. Uh, who's number five? Or do you know? Not know? I don't know. Okay. Well... You suck. <laughs> but great job, man. Wow, that was amazing that you got all three of them for tight end targets. That's very impressive. I'm very um, proud of myself. Uh, but all right, moving on to the second half of matchups. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, Kyle versus Drew. Kyle sits at 3-1 and one after this week. He took down Drew with a whopping score of 10,862 to Drew's 9,266. With this loss... Drew falls to one and three. And, and you know, it's it's tough because you hate to see Drew not having success again. Yes, he after a rough year last year, you would have hoped he would have gotten off to a hot start. Now, you might want to uh, give Kyle where, a pat where, on the back because this ten thousand eight hundred that's his that's his highest of the year. He's uh, no way. 10,800 is his highest score of the year. Ten, that is his highest score of the year. He has oh yet to break 11,000. And he's 3-1? and one? See, this, this, folks, this is the prime. This is example. This is like, you know, evidence A in the, in the testimony. Yeah, no, listen to of, this. Of why fantasy football is trash. Because yeah. at the end of the day... <laughs> It's just all about matchups. People get lucky. And Kyle having not a single uh, over 11,000 point week and being 3-1 and one is a Travis Shamakery. Just within this matchup of Drew versus Kyle, Kyle is averaging 10,411 points per week. He's got a 3-1 record. That's 10,411. Drew, sitting at 1-3, is averaging 10,453. Wow, he's outscoring Kyle, and has a one in three record to show for it. Yeah, that's that's um, fantasy football, folks. That's why we love it. That's why we do what we do. That's why we love it, and that's why we oftentimes want to murder someone. Uh, Kyle here would say that defense wins championships, but uh, that doesn't make a lick of sense. So, um, <laughs> how dare you? Um, but for 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 Drew's team. Um, you know, you got to like his quarterback, Tom Brady, Mr. Invincible, uh, another 2,000-point week. He is the number one scoring quarterback so far, uh, so oh, Drew's yeah. got to be happy there. Uh, Jameson Crowder, it's a guy we brought up earlier in the show, negative 20 for Drew. One reception for negative seven yards. Uh, I think it might be time to throw uh, Jameson Crowder to the dogs, especially after a performance like that. Just to show your clubhouse that you mean business. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Tommy, what else What else do you think went wrong for Drew here? So the only bright spots, really, for his team this week are Brady and Kelsey. Kelsey had a wonderful game last night against um, against Washington. He looks really good. He was used early, and he was used often, and he was dominant. And the connection was very good between Kelsey and, and Smith last night. So that's definitely looking good for Drew. The other things that went wrong, I mean, Ajay puts up 590, and Ajay, I watched a lot of that game. His runs, he looked good. 
Miami looks terrible. And Ajay is not getting any opportunity, really. At least in this game against New Orleans, he did not get any opportunity, from what I saw, to really do much at all and produce at all, fantasy-wise. Miami didn't score any points, and they looked atrocious for the second week in a row. Hey. It it sucks. Smoking Jay, dude. Smoking Jay Cuddy, okay? He is great. We saw it on the Bears, and we see it now with him on the Dolphins. Uh, no, it, they, looked t- they looked bad. And... Uh, it's not great because Jay Jai is talented. And like you're saying, that's supposed to be Drew's, you know, ringer. That's supposed to be his carrying the team uh, and putting up 590. That's just a big hole to fill. And, uh, you know, you don't have the pieces for that. But Tariq Cohen uh, had 708. I still think he's got some upside. We'll see how that continues. And Travis Kelsey, a great 2000 point uh, week, caught seven receptions and a touchdown. So, um, you know. Good, good job there, uh, Drew, for drafting him so early and, you know, proving me wrong because uh, he's he's working out for you so far in these last couple of weeks, I believe. Let me let me check. Uh, no, he did absolutely piss poor last week. He got 60. So fuck you. Never mind. I'm right. Um, but no. OK, he had 2000 the week before. I that. know. I know. I know. I, I kid. Uh, I Josh. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Drew. He snagged Ryan Suckup off the waivers uh, before I could get a chance to, and Ryan Suckup got 200 <laughs> points. So thank you for saving me from that, Drew. Much appreciated. Oh, man, how great, and I mean great, would it have been if that last Kansas City touchdown had gotten Drew the victory over Kyle? That, I can't imagine... Drew actually texted that because that ha- like, that happened. I, I saw. A oh lot yeah, of tweets I can't about imagine that. how many matchups that that actually affected. Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing for Kyle that he was up by more than what than what that uh, that produced fantasy points wise. That but, was just silly. I mean, that would have we... been so devastating. Oh my gosh, how have we gone so long into this matchup without talking about the MVP for both teams? Greg Zerline. Greg the Leg Zerline. <laughs> kicker for the los angeles rams the dude nailed seven field goals for that game was crazy oh my gosh i'm so excited for the rams man dude i am so excited for the rams you know why because they have a decent coach now because (laughs) bye jeff fisher bye yeah bye 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 this start from somebody who's never been a head coach obviously sean McVay is is good yeah, that, that much is clear. He's he's obviously a very smart offensive mind, but yet yeah, Jeff Fisher was obviously just an atrocious coach because these Rams just looked so bad last oh year. Oh my god! And their talent hasn't changed that oh much, and they're gosh. blowing up the league. I mean, Sean McVay. I agree. Like clearly, there's something special there, but good for him coming in after Jeff Fisher because clearly it did not take too much to right the ship there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The players uh, were like, "Oh, these are this like." This is decent play calling. This is not. Oh my gosh, Jeff Fisher is so bad. Anyways, um, Kyle is. Let me let me talk about Kyle's team real quick. Kyle is very fortunate to be three and one. One because what he's produced so far, but I think moving forward he might be in a little bit of trouble. He got ten thousand eight hundred when he got five thousand four hundred fifty points between his kicker and defense. That means yeah. his other eight positional players <laughs> got 5,000 points. Yeah. I mean, Kyle's, I mean, Kyle's got some some things to correct on his team. And, the uh, Murray, Murray-Henry situation is killing him right now. Hopefully that pans out and somebody takes that starting job and starts producing. 
Melvin Gordon had a bad week. I'm sure that's not going to be the norm. I expect him to bounce back. Carlos Hyde had another good week. Randall Cobb had another good week. But that's about it. And now Derek Carr is injured. That might actually be good for Kyle. He can yeah, just no, drop I, Carr I, and I think move that's on to a different QB. Yes, I completely agree. Derek Carr, that'll be a blessing in disguise for Kyle. So, I mean, he had a good first two weeks, and then he played. Uh... Yeah, but he's just so inconsistent. He always has been, every year. Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr is uh, Derek Carr is not like the elite quarterback that he's painted as sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. I would say that's fair. Yeah, I found out that the offensive line I, I heard it on Sports Center last night for the Raiders is like the highest paid offensive line. Oh, in the really? League. And they've been shit the last few weeks because their running game has been really bad. Um, okay, we're getting set, kind of sidetracked here. So, Kyle and Drew's matchup. Kyle's sitting really nice at three and one, averaging ten thousand four hundred points a week. Drew is sitting at one and three, averaging ten thousand four hundred points a week. I'm not sure what Drew does moving forward. The, when you look out into the waivers, I don't see a lot of guys that stick out that are like, "Ooh, yeah, let's go, like go." Someone should go grab that guy. He has got some potential moving forward. So I don't know. It looks like Drew's wide receivers are just going to be inconsistent. And then if he's not getting stuff from Ajay, I don't know. I don't really know what Drew's team is going to be like moving forward, I guess is what I say. I don't know if they're going to be able to produce points that are that are that are going to help him get out of this one and three hole that he's that he's put himself in. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely going to be a, a mountain to climb, but you know, hopefully Willie Sneed can come back and and produce for him, and hopefully he's able to grab a running back off the waiver to you know fill in that flex spot, or you know maybe it'll work out. Who knows? You never know. Um, and then on Kyle's side, uh, same thing. You know, he's just sort of a mediocre team with no huge holes, but no real bright spots either um outside of his kicker and defense Kyle, your which is team not, is the definition of mediocre right now which is not which is not where you want to have your bright spots uh, sorry to randomly yell at kyle there everyone but he <laughs> is talking in our ears right now very mad at jack for saying that he has a mediocre team when clearly he has a very mediocre team <laughs> so uh, yeah i mean it's it's it speaks for itself uh but moving on to the next matchup well sorry real quick I want to say great pick, great pickup uh, before this week happened by Kyle for Will Fuller. Hopefully that will work out him moving, work out for him moving forward. I like that pickup. The Texans' offense looks so good, so hopefully that'll work out for him and he'll have more stability in the wide receiver position. I I uh, I would I would have more faith in uh, Tyrell Williams than Will Fuller. Two wide receivers that Kyle has in his bench. Will Fuller uh, only had four receptions. Two of them were for a touchdown, so that's why. Yeah, his week I mean the was week's so a little bit of a little bit of fool's gold, sure. But I mean, even if he doesn't get any touchdowns, he puts up better than what Ty Hilton put up. So tomato, um, tomato. All right. So good luck to the two of two of them moving forward. Uh, Drew, keep your head up. 
fantasy can change at the at the blink of an eye, and maybe your team will start uh, start playing really well. All right, let's move on to your matchup with Louie. Jack versus Louie. Louie gets on the board this week, moving up to 1-3. He beats you 12,420 to your 10,800. I believe that's your lowest score of the year, I want to say. And uh, I believe that's Louie's highest score of the year. We talked about how Louie would need to put up a big week to beat you. Your team underperformed. Um in part because of an injury to Ty Montgomery earlier in that Bears game. He had 28 rushing yards in the first, in part of the first drive. So it was looking like it was going to be a big game for him. And then he breaks a rib. He's out. So your week did not get off to a great start. You had some other disappointing performances. Doug Baldwin was also, you know, a little injured. So they maybe didn't use him as often. He has a down week. Mark Ingram... Uh, underperforms this week, only getting 820 I to his expected. I believe he didn't get 960. <laughs> I thought for sure he was going to get those 14 yards to make up for yeah. it. Um, but yeah, Kirk Cousins has another good game. That's great for you. He's going to be on a bye week next week. But uh, Michael Thomas also had another great game. Joe Mixon did not work out with the way you had hoped. Uh, no, he, he did not. Joe Mixon turned 21 touches into only eight, only 48 total yards he both, got 21 both. touches yeah and with oh, with, with carries wow. with carries and receptions 21 touches um wow less than 50 total yards so no uh not what i was hoping for um, well i mean in his defense cleveland's defense is yeah stout. see but that's the thing uh, <laughs> that's that's where you're very wrong um so, yeah, I don't know what that was. I'm sort of just hoping to ignore this week and go back to being optimistic about him. Yeah, I'm not sure you have to panic. Well, you obviously don't have to panic. I, yeah, you can just throw this week out, uh, and your team's going to perform better than this moving forward. Hopefully, Ty Montgomery's not out for too long. Yeah, they're saying it's. they're saying he might be able to play through the pain, but goodness gracious, uh, I wouldn't wish that upon him. So hopefully he gets the time out if he needs it. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I would assume that with it being so can, early, can you imagine they... being an NFL running back with like multiple broken ribs? Like, what? How is this a possibility? Every like... linebacker, cornerback, lineman, any well, I guess I should just say any defensive player that has a chance to tackle him is going to go straight for his ribs. Yeah, yeah. And why wouldn't I mean, you? that's that's going to be on the scouting report. I think if you're the Packers, you you sit him for a few weeks. Yeah, just to, you have to. There's no reason to. to play him now. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers can hold the fort down while he's out. Sure. Um, yeah, and you know, we just we can go back to my team, but just to move over to Louis' team real quick. Uh, great performance from Russell Wilson with twenty nine hundred. Uh, good pickup by Louis to snag him from Justin, who <sighs> dropped him as one of his three quarterbacks. Even though Russell Wilson might have been the guy to keep, um, but iridosiclitis. Um, Antonio I know Brown Louis was so happy to get oh, Russell yeah. Wilson. He oh, wanted yeah. him in the draft. Justin took him early, uh, so Louis didn't get a chance at him. Um, yeah, but yeah, I know Louis. Louis was very excited to get him back on his team. He said it was the missing piece when he picked him up off waivers, and that he was going to get a win with Russell Wilson back on his team, which he did. And this week, yeah, as you were saying, uh, Antonio Brown. He yeah, I mean Antonio Brown only was six hundred, but he you know. You take it; it's fine. He he'll make up for it in other weeks, like last week when he got twenty two hundred. Did you um, see 
the play that Ben Roethlisberger missed Antonio Brown on? I did not. I did not. It, it was pretty incredible. That I, Antonio Brown's 600 points could have easily been like, I want. I mean, it would have been like at least 1,800. I think it would have been like a 70-yard touchdown. <sighs> Dang. It was a play where if Roethlisberger had waited another half a second and looked his way, there wasn't a receiver or a defender within 10 yards of Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, um, but his other Keenan two Allen, wide receivers, yeah, did great. Keenan Allen was 1,600, and Alshon Jeffrey, uh, he's been consistent this year, putting up, excuse me, putting up 1,000 again this week, uh, where Louis still has some holes and was able to overcome it this week, but might have some trouble looking moving forward, a lot of trouble moving forward, uh, running back. Uh, Louis another uh, Brian-type situation where position was already weak uh but he had equally bad luck to brian this week with chris carson going down with a <laughs> broken ankle i believe uh yeah I think is, that's it what it. is it season ending is it season ending i would assume uh, yeah but with it with a broken bone sometimes those can actually you can be back quicker than uh, a ligament injury so there's potential i guess that he could be back towards the end of the year let's not not to discredit Louis's suffering with losing chris carson but let's not compare that to losing dalvin cook uh um no my apologies uh, obviously uh but losing chris carson who is out for the season uh is equally detrimental to Louis's team um because chris carson was poised to be Louis's uh probably running back one for the rest of the season i mean Louis doesn't have any other running backs. Marshawn Lynch has been so inconsistent. Bilal Powell exploded this week with 2,700 points. So maybe great there's something play. there. Great play by um, Louis. That's uh, that's what gave him yeah, a very nice. Yeah, that win was this one week. of the starts of the week. If if it wasn't Deshaun Watson for Scott, uh, it, it might be Bilal, Bilal Powell yeah. for Louis. Louis um, knew he Louis knew he shouldn't play Marshawn Lynch uh, against Denver. He knew that, but. He just kind of made the decision, I think, that he's going to play Marshawn Lynch every week. Unless, of course, I would assume if, if, if you know, it's more along the lines of this for a few weeks in a row, Louis might give up. But I'm really not worried about Marshawn Lynch. Their offensive line is good. It needs to perform a lot better. I think with Derek Carr out, they will have to rely more on the run. They will be forced to try and get Marshawn going. Hopefully... They, uh, he can get going in some of the home games since we, uh, yeah, we believe that he's only going to be be trying in his home games. But yeah, no, it, it it sucks to lose Chris Carson, and yeah, Louis is struggling, struggling very much at the at the running back position. It's his weak spot, and maybe his only weak spot. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely he's definitely looking good in all other areas. Cooper Cup with a big week on his bench. And I had James White on my bench with a thousand points. So both of us leaving some points on the bench. But overall, uh, you know, I'd say a mediocre performance by my team, but nothing to cry about. And a, you know, a good performance by Louis's team, but nothing to write home about. So I think Louis, uh, it's, you know, great to get a W on the board and he can be relatively optimistic moving forward. And um, while I've got some some issues on my team with injuries and buys and such. Uh, I'm hoping that I can get a win next week to stay above 500. Yeah, I mean, I think both of you should be optimistic moving forward. Louis needs to back this win up with another win next week. So 
He'll need back-to-back good performances, hopefully, to get his season turned around. I have, you know, you're going to have a couple buys this next week, which makes it a little tougher for you. But moving forward, your team's going to be fine. Uh, you've got a very solid roster, one of the best tight ends in the league so far, which is uh, a very big luxury to have with the way this season has been going. Yes. So, yeah, uh, you're you're sitting at two and two. Louis at one and three, and. Uh, yeah, we'll see if both of you can uh, get a win next week, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I think I don't. I I think both of you should feel good about about your rosters moving forward for sure. Great. Uh, moving on to the last matchup, uh, we've got Justin against Anna, and this was a battle of the newlyweds, and boy was it a battle. Uh, definitely the highest scoring matchup this week with Justin winning with 14,928 points against Anna's 13,962 points, which is just an absolutely massive point total to put an L up into the win-loss column for. So, uh, Tommy, uh, you know, what's what's up with that? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked, Jack. Wow, very good question. So Anna puts up 13,962, like you mentioned. You may be wondering... Well, hey, Tommy, what is the, is that the most amount of points that anyone's ever lost with in uh, a week so far this year? <laughs> hey, Tommy, well, what the, is the, what is the points that anybody has lost with this year? <laughs> Very good question, Jack. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Anna's, Anna's score is the most points scored by on a losing effort by far. The second closest was me in week one with 12,100 points. That's approximately 1,800 points more than the second most. So she got robbed. She got robbed. Uh, And to bring up another stat, the average score this year, so for all all the weeks, for all the losing teams, the average score in losing efforts is only 9,848 points. So she eclipsed the average by over 4,000 and uh, and ends up with a loss. I know that she was rooting for Justin because she didn't want Justin to fall to 1-3, which is very nice of her, but she obviously deserved a win this week. She had a great week. Uh, so let me... I mean, let's just, let's just say it. Todd Gurley, everybody. Wow. <clears throat> wow. I mean... Can can we I, can we can we get ooh. another another congratulations to just all football fans across America that Jeff Fisher is gone from that office <laughs> <laughs> because Todd Gurley Absolutely. has been set free from his Jeff Fisher cage and he is on the Sean McVay train. And oh, they boy, are using him exactly how they wanted. I wanted him to be used last year. Last year was so frustrating for me when I had Todd Gurley. Yeah. And you knew now the talent he was is there. being unleashed, and it's so beautiful. He looks so good. He absolutely destroyed the Cowboys this week. He yeah. puts up 3,100 points, 121 rushing yards, and 94 receiving yards. Yeah. Yeah. Did he Did he have a receiving touchdown? He did. Yeah, he okay. had like a – it was a long one too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was – because I was going to say like, you know, 3,100 points without a rushing touchdown, like that's – he was doing it. He was doing it all all around. Yeah, and like that's what makes him like 
such a secure play. Like, well, that's what brings him. I mean, that's what brings now Todd Gurley's on the you know R.I.P. too soon, but that's that he's brings on the David Johnson. The David level. Johnson level oh, absolutely. Because if when you when you've got a running back with that talent, but then you're also being utilized in the As a passing wide receiver, game. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that is the fantasy football grand slam. That is the that's all you could want. I mean, Todd Gurley has to have one of the best. I mean, you know, I don't know. He's got a tough schedule coming up, but he's just looked too good for me to believe that he's not going to power through it. And, you know, I'd be feeling really optimistic if I were Anna, especially with pairing him with CJ Anderson as her RB2. Um, You know, she's just got a, a solid backfield there. She's a very solid backfield. And, you know, she got disappointing performances from her wide receivers this week. Now, Julio Jones goes out very early in that game with a hip injury. Fortunately, he's got a bye week next week, so hopefully he can get healthy during the bye week and be back for week six for her. Uh, but yeah, he's it's tough. Julio Jones, the talent is there. He's such a beast. I hope he can he can remain healthy for Anna the rest of this year. Golden Tate had his first bad week of the year. I'm not sure that's much to worry about. I guess it's not his first bad week. My apologies. He had a bad week in week two, but sandwiched in between two great weeks. I'm not worried about Golden Tate. He's still Matt Stafford's favorite target. Deshaun Jackson, now, Deshaun Jackson didn't have a good game, but he gets six targets, which is a good amount of targets, and he was missed. He was overthrown on a deep bomb, and he missed an opportunity for a two-point conversion. Uh, Pass was incomplete, but they threw it to him. And the good news about Deshaun Jackson is I was just reading that uh, the coach said that they need to do a better job of getting Deshaun Jackson way more involved. And Jameis Winston also commented on it, and he said, yeah, that's on me. I got to do a better job of getting him the ball. You know, they signed him to a big contract. I think he's making, it was like a three-year, $30 million contract. And they, they're going to they're gonna look to utilize him more. So I'm not too concerned about Deshaun Jackson. He hasn't been on the team long. Hopefully they can get him more involved moving forward. I like Anna's team a lot. I like her team a lot. She's only 2-2, two and two, but obviously she got robbed of a victory this week. You talked about her running backs. Todd Gurley's been amazing. C.J. Anderson has been very solid. She may have found something uh, in Charles Clay. Maybe he can keep this going moving forward, but he's had three out of four really good weeks for a tight end, and so maybe that can keep going. LeGarrette Blunt has a bounce back week. With Darren Sproles gone, perhaps LeGarrette Blunt is now a startable running back for most weeks. I mean, he got he got a lot of carries. He got a lot of yards. And, you know, Drew Brees is always always consistent. She gets a great performance from Seattle's defense. I mean, how can you not feel confident after this week, even in a loss? How can you not feel confident if you're Anna? Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, you know, looking at her bench real quick, I will say, and I, I have to reiterate this because, you know, it's my job as a professional analyst. Adrian Peterson has no business being owned in our fantasy football league. Uh Drop him. You yeah, need Anna, that. Yeah. Anna is going to drop him this week. Uh, I have not <laughs> talked to her about that, but I believe with her buy situation, she may be forced to. Uh, sure. Because she's um, not gonna. There's no reason to play him next week. Or no, he's got to sure. buy. He's got to buy next week. So yeah. I would say she'll definitely drop him. But yes, um, he's on he's Anna's not... side. I would say you know both Anna and Justin are looking pretty with tight ends moving forward. I think Charles Clay is another one of those sneaky tight ends who 
you know, might be one of the few reliable guys this year, just with his involvement in Buffalo's offense and their lack of passing options, especially with Jordan Matthews going down this week. Uh, so I, I, I'd feel great if I were Anna. And then Wendell Smallwood on Justin's side. I think um, that could be a player that, you know, with Darren yeah, Sproles being out. Yeah, it was a great pickup by him. Uh, it's a great pickup by him. I might be a little worried about Buck Allen's role on Baltimore. With You know, we've talked about how we think Alex Collins might get some increased work. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. They both, you know, put up mass performances this week. And, you know, they should be optimistic moving forward and just make sure to stay active on the waiver wire to fill those slots of you know, bench spots where they might not be holding on to people anymore. Yeah, I mean, I like, obviously, Justin puts up by far his best week of the year. Justin scored 14,900. He's only averaging 10,500 a week. So that tells you what his other three weeks were like. Um, So yeah, I think this, hopefully this is a sign of things to come for Justin's team. His team is definitely better than what he had scored the first three weeks. Now, Jordy Nelson, fantastic. I mean, his connection with Aaron Rodgers is is just absurd. He's so he's he's locked in there at Justin's wide receiver one. Manuel Sanders has a down game, but he's going to be relatively consistent. Uh, and then Brandon Marshall has looked a lot better these last two weeks. He's looked a lot better, um, and so I think moving forward. For now, unless something changes, I think Marshall's going to be a solid wide receiver three in most weeks. And, you know, he's got Dak Prescott, who finally, um, these last two weeks, has looked really good. I mean, you mentioned that he maybe should have held on to Russell Wilson, but no, I, I got mean, no problem with him making Dak his starting QB. That was more so saying he should have held on to him over Trevor Simeon. Well, um, but yes. I don't know why. I mean... He wanted to stream Trevor Simeon that one week, but I don't know why he held on to him after that. Um, yeah. I, I, he's been good, but... I mean, he's fine either way. I think he's got the guy with Dak, so, you know, Russell Wilson, I you know, that's fine. Let Louie have him. And you know who has really, really benefited from the emergence of Deshaun Watson? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no, it is DeAndre Hopkins. But that wasn't. I was talking about Justin's team, so oh, that was a terrible guess. Uh, Lamar Miller has really oh, benefited man. from I the really offense. I really should have. <laughs> I should have picked up that cue there. That's my bad, man. That's okay, man. But no, Lamar Miller's looked really good this year. And if Wendell Smallwood can pan out, all of a sudden Justin's team is looking really solid. Like you mentioned, he probably may not be able to start Buck Allen moving forward, but he's got guys: Tevin Coleman, Danny Amendola, on his bench that you can plug in and play any given week and hope for a decent score. I like Justin's team moving forward. I mean, Houston's defense, another great performance outside of week one. They've been really good. I'm not sure how well they'll do up against Kansas city in this upcoming week, but yeah, I like both Anna and Justin's teams. They're both sitting at two and two. And I think they both should feel optimistic moving forward. They've got the talent. They've got an even spread across their teams. I think, like I said, if, if those running backs can work out for Justin, I think his wide receivers are very, very solid with Jordan e. Nelson leading the way. And it looks like Dak Prescott's found his rhythm. So I think we've got big weeks to come for both of them, honestly. All right. So let's uh, talk about the first upcoming matchup. We have Scott's team against Drew's team for week five. Yeah. So, so Scott's in first place, taking on Drew, who is in ninth place. 
I'm I, I'm picking Scott this week. Sc- Scott's team looks really good, and he's got some matchups that I like this week. Le'Veon Bell against Jacksonville. I'm not sure. I don't know if he plays Big Ben or Deshaun Watson. Maybe he just keeps rolling with Deshaun. I'm not sure what he'll do. Look for bounce back weeks from Cooks and Hill. I mean, Scott put up a lot of points with them not really doing much. There's just so much point potential on Scott's team that it's crazy. Um, yeah, and I, just looking at Scott's team, uh, got a lot of primetime games this week. He sure yeah. does. Thursday, He's Sunday night, and Monday three, night. Three guys on Thursday, a guy on Monday night, two guys on Sunday night. So Scott's Scott's ready for the bright lights, you know what I mean? Uh, his, team's, his team's ready for the spotlight, and I agree with you. I think he'll take this one. Uh, I think Drew will be in a big hole after this week at, at one and four, but we'll see. Maybe Drew will be able to work some magic on the waiver wire. Yeah, he will have to. He's got three players on by, so that's going to be tough for him. Three wide receivers on by, to be more specific. So he might be struggling at the wide receiver position this week. Sure, but you know, maybe maybe it's maybe it'll be a bounce back week for him, and uh, and uh, he'll have a chance this week, but. I like Scott's team to, to put up a good number of points again. I agree. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, we've got Brian against Tommy. Uh, both three and one, so it should be a good matchup. Uh, oh, that is where you are very wrong, sir. That is where I am very wrong because Brian will uh, clean Tommy's clock. Is that what you wanted me to say? No. no. Um, you got some. You got some worries this week, pal, uh, with Mariota yes. out. And uh, some buys. You got some work to do before I can even attempt to make a prediction here. Exactly. No, I'll make a prediction for you. Uh, Brian's going to beat me, and it is going to be a low-scoring week. Um, I have my number two scoring player on buy this week in Devontae Freeman. I've got my number one wide receiver who didn't play last week, has like a bruised lung, and now is without his starting quarterback. I've got Devontae Parker, who is on a Miami team who can't score any points. And I may be forced to start Isaiah Crowell this week. So I've got some work to do. I will be making several waiver pickups this week. And hopefully I can piece together a, uh, a team that can challenge. With with Dalvin Cook out, that gives me a much better chance this week. I uh, ha- hate to say it, but um, with Gilly Slee, he's currently got Paul Perkins in as his starting running back too. So... He's got Denver on a bye. He'll have to pick up another defense. And, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers could be in for a really big game in Dallas. That could be a high-scoring affair. So that same applies for Des Bryant. I'm hoping Kansas City can shut down DeAndre Hopkins. And I think Devin Funches has a down-to-earth week against Detroit, who has, has actually had a very good defense this year. So, but I'm going to I'll go ahead and predict Bryan. I don't like my team this week, but... Uh, I don't think I'm not worried about my team. I just think I have a another bad, another bad week. Sure. But maybe maybe I bounce back and strangely, the guys that I don't think will perform will perform. So, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I think that's uh, I think that's a good take by you. Um, moving on to the next matchup, we've got uh, Big Lou, my father, against me, uh, Jack Jr. So uh, you know, I'll just let you keep the ball rolling since you since you crushed that last one. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Tell me, tell me if I should be worried. No, I don't think you should be worried. I assume you have a plan 
in in place already for uh, Kirk Cousins? <laughs> Maybe yeah, you don't. No, uh, no, I mean it's I'm in the same position as you. I've got injuries and I've got buys, so it's tough to make predictions right now. Um, so I think you know we can spend our time talking about Dad's team. It's you know uh, he's got three solid wide receivers um, in theory, uh, but I'm not sure about Sammy Watkins against Seattle. So. Uh, yeah, that, that could, could be, be a tough. risky play here. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, Dad'll make some moves this week and get get uh, running back. Otherwise, he'll be starting theoretic against the Panthers, which will not be a good thing. So, uh, you know, just for now, I got to give myself the edge here. Um, Dad's three and one. I'm two and two. Uh, I think I'll even the score here this week with um, you know some strong performances from Doug Baldwin against the Rams, and hopefully Joe Mixon will turn things around and with his increased workload. Uh, take it to the Buffalo Bills. So I'm I'm feeling good about this week. Yeah, I think. I mean, I would definitely pick you if if there weren't buys in play. It would be a, a classic bounce back week for you. I think with the buys in play, I see a lot of matchups that could uh, not work out for you this week. As far as Joe Mixigan against a very good defense in Buffalo, they held the Atlanta running game in in good check in Atlanta. So not sure how much you can expect from Joe Mixon. With the volume he's getting, though, you know, maybe he at least gets a touchdown, and then you're looking at a a pretty good week. James White, that's going to be hit or miss, I would say. If, you know, he got 10 or 1,000 points, and that's good, but the week before he got 330. So you never really know. And then currently you've got Ty Montgomery in your flex, so... Uh, I would say that's not a good start. Um, All right, dude, Mister Mister Critical over here. <laughs> no, it, like you said, it's very it's very hard to predict with the lineups as they currently are. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you the victory. I like you to bounce back. I trust that you'll you'll figure out a good matchup for a QB to play and and get someone in that wide receiver three and the flex spot. You're gonna have it'll be interesting to see what you do because if Montgomery doesn't play you are in some trouble as far as bench space you know we don't have to we don't have to dwell on the details um (laughs) moving on to the next matchup we've got uh Dan against Kyle a battle of Dan's 0-4 team against Kyle's very deserving 3-1 team um so you know I what, what do I see here I see you know first thing I see is Kyle's quarterback Derek Carr being off his team, which is a good choice for Kyle. Um, so he'll have to fill that quarterback spot this week. So that'll be a huge pickup on the waiver wire. Uh, T.Y. Hilton and Randall Cobb have decent matchups. They should uh, have solid performances. And then hopefully Melvin Gordon can bounce back. Um, but, you know, I just think even with those few bright spots in Kyle's team, I think Dan will get his first victory this week. I think he's earned it. I think he deserves it. And I think his team's looking pretty good. Uh Top to bottom wide receivers, um, you know, not amazing matchups, but decent matchups across the board. And I think his running backs are going to be really where, you know, at like most weeks, he's getting most of his points. LaShawn McCoy, I think, could do some damage against Cincinnati. And then Zeke the Freak uh, looking to break out a little bit more against the uh, Green Bay Packers, whose defense, you know, has looked a little vulnerable this year. So I think Dan will take this one. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I like Dan to win this week. I mean, I hope to God Dan wins this week, gets on the board, goes to 1-4 and four instead of dropping to 0-5. Oh Dan has outscored Kyle three of the four weeks this year. 
I expect that to continue. Kyle will not get a similar performance out of Jacksonville this week. I would assume he's not going to play them. We'll see who he picks up. He won't get another 3,300. I'm going to make a bold prediction and say he does not get another 3,300 from Greg Zerline. And the rest of his team has looked very suspect. It'll be interesting to see which guys he ends up starting. Uh, Kyle has consistently had one of the best benches this year, so he almost consistently sits someone that he should have started. I mean, not that you know he there could have been any foresight that he should have started them, but hindsight... He should have with them scoring more points than his starters. I like Kyle to end up with somewhere in the 10,000 point range this week, which he's been doing consistently. And I think I think Dan has another decent to good week. I'd say somewhere around 12,000. I like what you mentioned. I like McCoy and Elliott this week. Uh, they will both get a lot of touches. They should both uh, have very good, uh, very good days. Evan Ingram, he's getting a lot of targets. I like him to have a decent game. And Larry Fitzgerald has had two good weeks in a row. I like him against Philadelphia. And we'll see what he ends up doing. He'll have to pick up another kicker. And I would hope to God he does not play New England's defense. I mean, the crazy part is they're, they haven't been good defensively as a fantasy group. But... Getting 800 and 1,000 the last two weeks with the amount of points they gave up, I would say they're a, actually a pretty decent fantasy defense for how bad they are in real life. Yeah, um, definitely. But, yeah, I think uh, I, I think Dan will get the win this week. Kyle falls to 3-2, and two, and Dan goes up to 1-4, and four, hopefully. That's no knock against you, Kyle, but I can't imagine starting a fantasy year 0-5, so I really hope Dan beats you um, because... It, you know, at three and one, you've got a couple. You know, I'm not saying they weren't deserved wins because your team is obviously very good, but you know, I you could stand to lose this week and still be okay. So, yeah, I, I think you've got guys that have a chance to perform, but you know, you've always got guys that underperform, and it's been it's just that's been the case where you haven't been able to put together a really solid week yet. Maybe this is the week. Maybe. Shockingly, you and Dan will have the highest scoring week this or yeah, highest scoring matchup this week. But yeah, I'm gonna pick Dan uh, because I like his I like his running backs, and uh, yeah, I think he edges you edges Kyle out this week. So totally agree. And uh, go Dan, go. Um, moving on to the next matchup, we've got Anna against Greg. Uh, Anna is two and two, and Greg is one and three. Uh, both teams are looking like they're going to have some bye week troubles this week with Matt Ryan and Drew Brees both on bye. Julio Jones is on a bye and Atlanta's defense is on a bye. And then uh, C.J. Anderson is also on a bye. So, you know, both Greg and Anna have some work to do on the waiver wire. Um, I I think I'm going to have to give the edge to Greg this week uh, for the sole purpose that, you know, those injuries to Julio Jones and C or those bye weeks to Julio Jones and CJ Anderson are huge for Anna's team. And, um, Oh yeah. I, I mean, I, not, I think not that to mention Drew Brees. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess I just, you know, Greg has Matt Ryan out. So I figure, you know, both, both of them wash, have to, sure. both of them have to fill a quarterback spot, but where Anna will really hurt is with that wide receiver one and running back two being out for her. Um, so, you know, we'll see, I think it'll be a tight matchup. I think they both, 
will uh, do a good job filling those slots, you know, but I think with Doug Martin coming back for Greg and maybe uh, slipping Amir Abdullah into a slot there too, um, I think Greg will take this one. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good prediction. I like Greg to edge Anna out this week as well. Now that it's only because of the reasons you just stated. Julio Jones and CJ Anderson are on by, as well as Drew Brees. And I don't know what she does with Seattle's defense in LA against the Rams. Maybe she just play. I mean, I don't know how you sit them after the performance they just had, but no one has looked good against the Rams defensively yet. So I'm not sure what she does there. And then Todd Gurley, not that he's going to have a bad week. I really don't think he'll have a bad week because he's going to get the touches. But I think he has potentially his worst week of the year uh, for sure. I think that I think the, the odds are that he will have his worst week of the year going up against Seattle's uh, stout run defense. Now, he could still put up 1,500, and that would be his worst week of the year. But you won't. she won't get the amazing performance from him that she has the last three weeks. And I think she still puts up a decent total. But Greg's team has to start putting up points at some point. Um, so I liked I liked him to, to get win number two this week. But I, you know, obviously not going to be at all surprised if Anna's team pulls it out because she's her team's been performing. And if she makes the right moves, she could still have a very solid week. So, but yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Greg's team. I like him. Uh, I like Duke Johnson against the the Jets and I like Odell Beckham Jr. against the Chargers I think he could have a field day it'll be interesting to see what his status is like now if Odell Beckham Jr. can't go I think the 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 odds switch back over to Anna for for I I would I would definitely pick her to win if Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't play because he he banged up his ankle a little more in the game against uh, Tampa Bay so yeah yeah I think that could that could definitely um have an impact on the matchup so i agree with that take uh moving on to the last matchup of this upcoming week five we've got a battle of the big bros we've got last let left justin and uh beastquake louis so uh the two louis the original big bro lettenmeyer and justin the inaugural big bro lettenmeyer marrying into the family um i think uh this will be this will be a barn burner this has the potential to be one of the highest scoring matchups uh neither of them have huge bye week trouble. Uh, Justin's got Emmanuel Sanders on the bench, um, and uh, Tevin Coleman. I guess Tevin would be Coleman, the other one. I suppose. But um, you know, both of their quarterbacks are, are are poised to have good weeks. Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott playing uh, the Rams and the Packers, respectively. And then you know, all wide receivers look good to go. Um, Jordy Nelson, Brandon Marshall, Amendola. I think all three of those guys should have good weeks for Justin and then Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, and Alshon for, for Louie, where I think the difference will be is in their running backs. Uh, it's really just going to be whose running backs perform on Louie's side. You got Marshawn Lynch and Bilal Powell on Justin's side. You got Lamar Miller and Wendell Smallwood. So I think the difference in this matchup will come in the performance of the performances of those running backs. And for that reason, I'm going to have to give um, Justin the edge in this matchup. I think Lamar Miller in a primetime game against Kansas City and Wendell Smallwood against the uh, vulnerable Arizona Cardinal running defense. Um, I think they'll put up more numbers than Marshawn and Bilal, and I think Louie will unfortunately head to 1-4 uh, and four on the season. 
Well, Jack, I think you couldn't be more wrong. I gotta be honest with you. Well, hey, and that's that's why we're here, to give hot takes. And I'll tell you why. I think Louis is going to win this matchup, and I think Louis' team is going to put up over 14,000. So, wow. Russell Wilson has looked great in back-to-back weeks. And now you're playing a Rams offense who has been on fire. So to win this game, I'm thinking Russell Wilson is going to have to throw a lot. So I think Russell Wilson has a 2,000-plus performance. Antonio Brown has been very upset with the usage he has been getting. He feels like Ben Roethlisberger is not looking to him enough. In a matchup against Jacksonville, I like Antonio Brown to go off this week. I expect another 2,000-plus performance from him. Keenan Allen, I love Keenan Allen. And you know who else loves Keenan Allen? Phillip Rivers. In all four games, Keenan Allen has gotten nine or more targets. Look for him to have another decent game. And I like Bilal Powell against the Browns. He looked great against the Jags, and the Browns suck. So I think Louie gets three or four really big performances and gets over 14,000. Now, to your point, I think Justin still has a good week. He's going to get a lot of points out of Dak, and he should get a lot of points out of Jordy Nelson as well. Now, I do think Lamar Miller is actually going to struggle this week against Kansas City. I think Houston... It's in Houston, isn't it? It is right. in Houston, yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure, because if it was in Kansas City, I might change my take, because it's really oh, hard yeah. to play Definitely. in, in Definitely. Kansas City. But um, Kansas City's defense run, uh, run game is good. It'll be interesting to see how Watson looks going up one of them against one of the more elite defenses, albeit he will be at home, so that'll give him an edge. Obviously, if he was in Kansas City, you expect him to do a lot worse, but I think Lamar Miller can have a decent week. I don't expect anything huge out of him. Rob Gronkowski, I would say, would have another big week. And, I, I mean, I, I think Justin could easily get another 12,000, 13,000 points. Like you said, this has potential. There's some matchups here that's, where this thing could go and be definitely one of the highest-scoring matchups this week. I think there's a lot of potential for both teams. Uh, but I like Louie to get win number two. I think they'll both move to two and three. And, and maybe that's just me thinking that because I want it to be more balanced. I don't want Louie to fall to one and four, but... I really do like his team, and I like a lot of his guys this week. No, it's it will fine, be, dude. It just, will be, just take Louis' side, like always. It will what be else interesting to see what he can get out of Marshawn Lynch. If he gets another bad week in a row, I'm hoping they use him more. But outside of Marshawn Lynch, I like I like the rest of Louis' lineup. And uh, we'll see. But, yeah, I'll take Louis this week over Justin, and uh, I think it'll be a good matchup for sure. Great. Well, uh, that should uh, do it for us this week on um, week, man, like you said at the beginning of the episode, already four weeks, quarter of the way through the season. Um, We've been having a ton of fun doing this. Thanks again for listening to everyone out there in the uh, Ethernet. Um, Please, please email in uh, to contact me. You can email jr at letstalkpod.com. That is let's with two T's, L-E-T-T-S talk pod at uh oh yeah jr at let's talk pod uh or to contact tommy you can email tommy at tj at let's talk pod.com l-e-t-t-s talk pod.com please email in any questions that you want answered any uh interesting facts or figures from your teams you know lobbying for your guys that you want us to be cheering for but most importantly we're looking for guests um this is a show where tommy and i get together once a week and chat fantasy football 
but we do it for the fans and you know we do it for the listeners and we'd love to have some of you listeners on the show uh to talk some fantasy football so uh whether it be league members or non-league members <laughs> um you know just Would give you us a give call give that a rest okay all right fine only league people listen so you know no call. you know what honestly though i don't want any non-league members on as guests <laughs> can i say that uh I would rather have league players in the league be on. Kyle, if you can get any NFL players to be on our podcast, I'm all for that. Uh, Kyle just claimed that he was going to have Dalvin Cook on the podcast next week. I'm not sure why uh, a week after tearing his ACL that he'd be uh, looking to <laughs> to interview for and some he's podcasts. Got, hey, he's got a lot more free time now. so. Uh, yeah, definitely email in because we, we would love to have guests on here. So if you have any interest... Let us know, and, and we'll get that set up. Real quick, I wanted to throw out a, a quick stat, or I guess just one more let's guess for you, Jack, because I looked this up earlier. Maybe you know this already, or maybe the answer will be obvious to you. Who are the two highest scoring players in fantasy football right now after four weeks? Any position, defense, kicker, QB, wide receiver, tight end, and running back. Any position, top two fantasy scoring players go. Any position. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Brady? He is, I believe, third, but he is not top two. He's number three. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little better, I guess. Um, let's see. Um, is the, honestly, it... the answer should be obvious. Okay, well, you, you you threw me off by saying, like, any position. I'm trying to think of, like, defenses. Um, okay, uh, is it, I mean, the guy we've been hyping up all episode, Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley is number one with 10,960 points through four yeah. weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's that's good. Um, and then who else? It's probably, if Tom Brady's three, he's the number one QB, so it's probably another running back. It's not Lev Bell, because Lev Bell started a little slow. Is it Leonard Fournette? No, he had those two, um... You're going to feel silly. (laughs) no, no, I'm not going to feel silly, because it's your boy, dude. It's Kareem the Dream. Kareem the Dream, absolutely, yep. He is yes. just behind just behind Todd Gurley with 10,640 points. Dude. Uh, they are that's... the top two. It is them. <laughs> well, here's the funny part. So it's them, and then it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight quarterbacks. Wow. Yeah. So they are the only two non-quarterbacks who's, who's, in the who's top number, ten. Who's number nine? Is it another running back? Is it Leonard Fournette? No, it's actually uh, Stefan Diggs. Shout out to Scott. Whoa. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. Yeah. He's got 7,390 through two weeks or through four weeks. Um, wow. Yeah. And then uh, is it Leonard Fournette? Where's Leonard Fournette? Then it's Eli Man. So another, another two quarterbacks and then Leonard Fournette. Oh, okay. All right. And then another two quarterbacks and then Devontae Freeman. Nice. But um, all right. Well, uh, that should do it, right? Um, absolutely. Thank you again, guys, for listening. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you tune in again next week. 
I can't wait for this this Sunday, this slate of games. I'm really excited to uh, to talk to you guys again next. Uh, well, it'll be Tuesday for us, but probably Thursday when you're listening, or maybe sometime later in the week. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. It's a pleasure as always. Tune in next week and let's talk fantasy football. Let's talk fantasy football. Yeah. Um, for for an yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so join us. So join us next time so we can all let's talk fantasy football. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna stop recording. Oh, I loved Susie Colbert when I was younger. She...